your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We praise you, God, because you alone sit on the throne, your holy throne. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You are so good to us, God. I love that Jesus promised he's going to prepare a place for us, and he's going to come back and get us. Amen.
bless your name, Lord. Lift up his name. Tell him how much you love him. Lord, we're thankful for you. We thank you for who you are, for all you've done. We bless your name. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would just be glorified in this place today. Be glorified in this place today. Change us all. Make us more like you, Lord. Make us more like you, Lord. Your precious, your precious name be glorified in this place, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak through all of the speakers tonight, through Pastor Lord, through every leader. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Wednesday. So I'm supposed to do this whole offering thing. So I thought I'd talk about worship a little bit because we just got out of worship. So that seems to make sense. So when I think of worship, I think of what we just did. We play music, we sing our heart out, that kind of thing. But did you know the first mention of worship or the first example of worship was not singing and dancing and things like that? It was sacrifice and obedience. And I think that's a big deal because we, we sometimes think, well, the only way we're going to worship is right here doing this kind of thing. But, I mean, it took a little while. I think it was in numbers or something when you first hear, like, singing and stuff. So I, I was thinking about this today because I'm home with two little girls, and I have nothing else to do but think about what I'm going to say up here. So I was thinking when other people look at us, they, they judge the size of our God based on the cost of our worship. And what I mean by that is, is what are you willing to give up for your God? Because if you're going to give up a little bit, maybe your God's not worth serving to someone that's looking on the outside. But if you're willing to give up everything, like the woman in the temple that gave up everything she had, that's a big deal. That God means something to you. And people see that. So people judge the size of your God based on the cost of worship. So all that to say, it's time to take an offering. Be obedient. Be kind. Sacrifice something. Um, God's not asking you to sacrifice everything. He's asking you most of the time give you know your ten percent and a lot of us go above and beyond that if we can. But be obedient and sacrifice to God today. So if the ushers will come forward, I will pray over the offering. Oh, by the way, you can give online, people online. Uh, you can go to the website and give. There's an app. That's pretty cool. You can give cash, check, all those things are great. So all right, here we go. God, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for this wonderful worship, God. And I pray that as we go into the offering that we continue to have a mindset of worship not just in our singing and singing our hearts out, but also in our obedience to you, God. And not only that, but our sacrifice, God. You are a big, big, wonderful God, and we're gonna sacrifice a lot for you. So let's prove it today, both in our actions and our obedience. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Good job, Stephen. I love Wednesday nights. I think uh, what happened this Wednesday night is everybody thought I was on vacation. I wasn't here Sunday for the first time in about a year and a half. So everybody spread the word, pastor's on vacation. So I think a lot of people went on vacation. But that'll be okay. We'll get them back Sunday. It's a great, great night. It's a good night to be alive, right? So tonight I want to talk about something. On uh, Wednesday nights I usually do teaching. Sunday's preaching. Oh, you want to be here Sunday. Uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, I rate my sermons. This was a 10 on Sunday. That's my rating, so it's pretty good. It's going to be awesome, so don't miss it. It's called Now This I Know. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. But tonight I want to talk about something that um, in the last few weeks I've had a lot of people talking to me and counseling about one thing, stress. Stress, there's a lot of stress going on. So tonight I thought I'd talk about all stressed up and nowhere to go. Stand with me tonight, take your Bibles and lift them with me and repeat this after me loud and strong. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help me not stress. You may be seated. Stress. 
uh, it's one of those intangibles. And so I thought before I uh, got into something serious, I'd do something a little light because some of you may be stressed tonight. Did you know that stressed is desserts spelled backwards? First of all, start with that. So why are math books always so stressed? They have limitless amount of problems that need to be solved, just like you. What did one guitar say to the other guitar when it was feeling stressed out? Hey, man, don't fret. Come on. You get what you pay for tonight. I wasn't doing great in school. I was stressed out, acting up. So the school tried this new technique on me. It's called a detention. You'll get it later. My mom entered my room and found me all stressed out facing my PC. Having trouble with your computer, she asked. Yes, it seems not to find the new printer, I replied. My mom looked around the room, then replied, I'm not surprised. Look how messy your room is. Okay. You're not helping me. The more you laugh, the quicker I stop. <laughs> the T-Rex waiters and waitresses at the restaurant seem really stressed out. I'm going to start that over. This is too good to miss out. <laughs> the T-Rex waiters and waitresses at the restaurant seem really stressed out. I guess they must be shorthanded. All right, there we go. Why was the meteorologist so stressed? His job is filled with high pressure. All right, enough torture. Stress. It's a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances. I have found in life that stress is everywhere, in every job, in every person. I have found that how you handle stress in your life will determine how you live your life. But the question is, how do you know when you're stressed? I, I went to the doctor not too long ago, and the doctor told me, says, uh, you need to relieve the stress in your life. I didn't know I was stressed. So I said, how do I know if I'm stressed? How do I know how to get rid of stress in my life? How do I relieve the stress in my life? I don't know how, because I don't think I'm stressed. And so I don't know what he meant or how to accomplish this reduction. So I started doing some studying. And I have found this. This is important. You need to write this down. Life is stress. So if you are alive, you have stress. The way to get rid of stress is to get rid of life. Yeah. So as long as you're alive, you're going to have stress. So how do you handle it? I'm going to give you some, some gems of gold here tonight if you just write them down and listen to me. Number one, the way to handle stress is give up. <laughs> Just give up. Don't try to avoid it, but rather give up and make stress your friend. How many of you have stressful lives? Raise your hand. How many of you are asleep right now? Raise your hand. No. No, stress. It, it, you don't have to make it your friend, but don't make it your enemy. It's going to come at you every day. So we have this fight or flight instinct in us. Don't do that when it comes to stress. Don't fight it. Don't flee from it. But rather embrace it because life is all about stress. And if you have life, you have stress. And I don't know how to get rid of it, but I do know how to relieve some of the pressures of it. So give up. James 1, 3 and 4 says this. If it wasn't for stress, I'd have no energy at all. No, that's not what the verse says. James 1, verses 3 and 4 say this. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you fight stress, guess what? You will win. We have people in the hospitals, people taking drugs, people who are all bent out of shape. Why? Stress. Stress. I have found it will give you ulcers. Give you a bad attitude, it'll cause you to be sleepless. So, what do you do? You give up. Number two, you determine the value. And I have put this into practice in my life as long as I can remember. Determine the value of stress. What is it? I put it in two categories either it's temporary or it's eternal. Everything that comes into my life, I ask that question is it temporary? Is it eternal? If it is temporary, I do not stress over it. You know why? Because temporary changes constantly. Changes constantly. Nothing's ever the same, even from moment to moment, much less day to day. If it's eternal, then I fight for it. 
If it's an eternal truth, eternal value, eternal standard, then I fight for it. Why? Because I have found that the truth never changes. And the eternity truth never change. And you need to fight for them. But if it's temporary, you just need to let it go. Because it constantly changes. I have found you will not stop the train by throwing yourself onto the tracks. It just won't stop. Life will not stop just because you do something drastic. You do something you think that's going to make everybody else stop. They're not going to stop. They're just going to run over you. Life doesn't slow down for us. Life constantly moves. It constantly goes. And we have to deal with the constant pressures of the stress of this life or else we will implode. I've seen people do that, haven't you? Nervous breakdowns, meltdowns because of stress. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 says this, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Yeah. Can you learn to be content? Are you always stressing over the next thing? Seems like our society has gotten to where when we get one thing, we're not content. We've got to get something else. And then when we get that, we're not content. We've got to get something else. Uh, we get a girlfriend. Then we have a, have a wife. Then we, then we want kids. And then we want a house. Then we want cars. Then we want boats. Then we want golf carts. And then RVs. And, and it just never, never ends. The stress of life. Sometimes we get stress from other people. Sometimes it's self-induced. So we've got to let stress stretch us. You've got to be pliable. You've got to be able to go with the flow. You've got to be able to move and adapt to situations. I am more pliable today than I used to be. I, used, I am OCD. I am so structured in my life. We used to go on vacations with our kids, and I had every day planned out, and during that day, what we had to do during that day. Uh, because if I didn't, I would stress over all these things. As I get older, I have learned to relax, to calm down, to kind of be more pliable. There's a word that I did not know existed, spontaneity. I had no idea what that was. Uh, I'm not spontaneous. I like things planned. I like things in order. I like things in place. And uh, when I can't control that, I get a little stressed over it. And I got to tell you, as a pastor, look at all the things in life I can't control as a church, man. Can't control who comes here, who doesn't come here. I can't control all the ministries that are going on in the church. I can't control anything. I think God did that just to mess with me. And then people come in the church and they move things and they're not where they were when I left them the other day and things are getting moved and the chairs are crooked and all this kind of, it just drives me nuts. But I've learned to be more pliable. If you hold on to yesterday to become comfortable today, it will be at the expense of tomorrow. I have found that to be true. We cannot be comfortable today. We need to be able to let go of yesterday don't worry about tomorrow and just hang out where we're at. Don't stress over it. We've got to stretch our thinking. Sometimes our stress levels, we have to think differently. I know I have to. I, I think differently today than I did five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago. I think differently. I let things go quicker. I don't let what somebody says, I don't hold on to it. No, I got to let that go. I got to move on. It's temporary. You've got to stretch your attitude. You ever get a bad attitude, get stressed out over it? Whew. You got to let that attitude go. You got to stretch your boundaries. Do things you're not comfortable doing. Um, jump out of a plane with a parachute. Or else that would be stressful on the way down. Uh, do things different. Enjoy life. Spontaneity. We've got to let this stress thing get out of our life and say, God, I trust you. I, I lay all of my... Life in your hands. you got to stretch your inner being. I have found that by stretching today, you will not become torn by stress. You won't be torn by it. People get torn up. Marriages get split up. Kids go off in rebellion. Your finances get in a mess. Your job situation gets all messed up when we get stressed out. we got to let it stretch us. we got to let ourselves become larger than we have been. Let our mind become bigger. Let our attitudes become greater. Why? Because if this stress, if we don't stretch, it will tear you up. I've seen it happen to too many people. There's a stress of change. How many of you like change? I don't like change. The world we're living in is constantly changing. Constantly. The world I grew up in is not the same world I live in today. 
the churches that I grew up in are not the same as the churches I grew up, I'm living in today. Everything has changed. Aren't you glad for most of those changes? Man, I thank God for automobiles, don't you? I thank God for air conditioning. I thank God for all the things that we have today. But if you are thinking it's going to be the same way in two or three years from now, you're wrong. It's going to change. And what happens with people, especially Christians, is we get locked into a mode and we don't want there to be change. Don't change the church. I've got my seat. I don't want anybody else sitting in it. Don't change the church. I like our old songs. I wish we'd sing more old songs. Don't change our church. It's too loud. It's not loud enough. All these things. We don't like change. I'm just talking about the church. Then it comes to your homes. Then it comes to your jobs. And then it comes... How many of you have jobs that the, the training is constantly changing your life? Yes, because change is constantly going on. And if you do not understand that, you'll stress out. We've got to change with the world, not our values, because those are eternal. But we've got to change our mindset whenever it comes to this world. We've got to change a lot of things I don't like loose ends. I'm talking a lot about myself tonight because this, this hits home. I don't like loose ends. I like everything neat and tidy. But I've learned not to be so rigid and calculated and structured. How many of you are OCD? You're so OCD, you're CDO, you know? You're, you're structured, you have things. Uh, listen, I'm talking to you because you'll get stressed out. Psalm 77, 4 says this, You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. That's what stress will do to you. You won't get any sleep. You won't be able to have conversations with people. You won't be able to do anything. You're awake all night. You cannot sleep. The worst part is you don't know why. Anybody ever been there? Awake all night. Why? I don't know. Just can't sleep. Stressing. If something you are doing is not working, then stop. Stop doing it. We have so many people who keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's called insanity. If you're doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. If you're eating cobbler and ice cream like I have been doing every day because Miss Sandy is making blueberry cobblers every day, seems like, for the last month, you're going to gain weight. i got to stop. I can't, I can't blame the scales. i got to stop eating. If you want to run a marathon, you got to start walking. you got to get up. If you want to learn how to do something, you got to start trying. And so many times we just want different results, but we keep doing the same thing. We keep stressing ourselves out and wonder, what's going on? God, I need you to fix this. And God's going, I have nothing to do with this. This is on you. You've got to learn how to be content. You've got to learn how to get rid of the stress. You've got to trust me. You've got to change with the world a little bit. You've got to be more pliable. You've got to relax a little bit. Enjoy today while it's today. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. Enjoy the gift of today. I found that to gain something in your life, you have to give something up. There's only 24 hours in a day. If I'm going to run five miles a day, I've got to give up the cobbler and ice cream. I've made the decision to eat the cobbler and the ice cream lately. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll start preaching. Don't stress over stress. I started doing that. I was like, I don't know that I'm stressing. What am I stressing about? I don't, how do I get rid of this stress? What is this stress? What's going on? So I'm going to give you some stress relievers. You ready? Number one, read the word of God every day. Until every person in our church raises their hand on a Sunday morning, when I ask them, have you read your Bible every day this week? Every hand goes up. Uh, have you prayed every day this week? Every hand goes up. We're going to still keep standing, holding our Bibles and say, Lord, every day, help me to read your word. Lord, every day help me to read your word and to live your word because it's important. It will relieve the stress in your life. The word of God gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. And when you read the word of God every day, he begins to speak to your heart and give you peace and relieve the stress because you realize, hey, there's very little I am in control of. Very little. I may think when I get behind the wheel of my car, I'm in control, but I'm not because I'm at the mercy of everybody that's passing me. I'm at the mercy of everybody at an intersection. I've got to do the best I can, but I'm not in control. You've got to wake up every day and realize God's got to be in control, not me. I don't know what's going to happen today, but God knows. We've got to pray every day. 
every day. Well, Pastor, I don't know that I need it every day. Well, yeah, you do. If you want to relieve some stress in your life, pray every day. Think on the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. Let God speak to your heart. Let God give you that confidence and give you the ability to be content. To be content. I remember the first day of my life, I walked into a store and wanted nothing. It shocked me. I'd never had that happen in my life. But I walked into a store and I'm like, there's nothing in here I want. It was amazing. Contentment. I've got to make time, and you too, for fun every day. Make some time for fun. Have some fun. Laugh. Uh, Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good in medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Don't be soured up, dried up, withered up. Uh, enjoy life. Have fun. Man, last night I had so much fun. Tuesday nights we started playing volleyball, and man, we had a great crowd out there last night. And, and I had so much fun laughing at myself. There were several times I jumped up. I was going to spike the ball over the net. I jumped up. The problem was I came down before the ball got to where I needed to hit it. I was laughing at myself. I was thinking 20, 30 years ago, I would have still been up in the air. I jumped thinking I was younger, but I landed the ground faster because I'm older. I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm so embarrassed of myself. But we all laughed. We had so much fun. You've got to make room for fun in your life every day. Laugh. Enjoy yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously because no one else does. No one else takes you as serious as you think you are. Everybody laughs at you. Laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, you're one sad person. Yeah. Sandy brings joy to my life every day. <laughs> That's been a saying in our marriage for 40-something years. She will say something every day that cracks me up. She will do something every day. She doesn't say it on purpose. She doesn't do it on purpose. But when she does, it cracks me up. I mean, she brings joy to my life every day. You need to have times in your day to express joy. Because joy is something that becomes a life-giving flow in your life. If you're not a laughing person, find somebody who is. If you're not telling jokes, tell somebody else a joke. Listen to a joke. Whatever it is, find some time for some joy. Talk yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. So many people are beating themselves up today. Well, I'm not this and I'm not that and I can't do this and I can't do that. Look at my failures. Look at how weak I am. Look at how this person over here is so much better than me and this person is so much better. Listen, it's time for us to stop beating ourselves up. Talk yourself up. Look in the mirror and find something that's good enough to talk about. Find somebody that likes you just a little bit and say, why do you like me? Help, help talk yourself up. And if you can't find anybody to do it, then do it for yourself. Look in the mirror and go, hey, I'm not as ugly as I thought I was yesterday. Um, look in the mirror and go, hey, you know what? Not that bad. It, it could be worse, right? Could be worse. I remember when I was 25 thinking, man, look at all the problems. Look at myself in the mirror, all the things wrong. If I looked like I did at 25 today, I'd be so happy. Wow. But life goes on. Change is constant. Stress. So don't beat yourself up. Talk yourself up. Declutter your life. Declutter your life. Sometimes it means decluttering your mind. Let some things that you've held on for years and years, just let it go. It, it's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. Let it go. But you don't understand how bad I've been hurt. You don't understand who said this and who did this. No, I may not understand it, but I know one thing. All it's doing is hurting you. All it's doing is stressing you out. you got to declutter your mind. And then you got to go home sometimes and declutter your house. Come on. You got to declare, because I'm just telling you, sometimes we got things we've held on for 20 years and we don't need to hold on to that. That Sears and Roebuck catalog, you don't need that anymore. You don't need to hold the bathroom door open. Just let it go. That's what it used for when I was a kid, hold the bathroom door open, you know. Just let some things go. Get rid of some things 
and clean your mind up and clean your life up and you'd be surprised how much less stress you have. When you walk into a room and it's cleaned up and it's all in order, you can sit down and relax. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I had somebody walk in my office yesterday. They'd never been in my office. They walked in and go, wow, this is what your office looks like. Unexpectedly, they came in. And guess what they found? No clutter. I can't work in clutter. I can't do it. I've tried it and I can't. Declutter your surroundings, your mind, your schedule. How many of you are running around doing things for everybody else? Sometimes you just need to say this magic word, no. You ever, you ever heard that word before? No. And again, I'm preaching to myself because I like to say yes to everybody who asks me to do something. Hey, Pastor, do absolutely, let me get that done for you. Let me do this for you. Absolutely, absolutely. But sometimes you've got to say no. Sometimes you've got to have some time in your life for fun. You've got to have some time in your life for rest. Because you need your sleep. You need your rest. You need the peace of God. It's not mandatory. If it's not mandatory, then maybe it should be eliminated. If it's not mandatory, maybe it should be eliminated. And then set some personal goals for your life. Personal goals. I believe everybody should have physical goals for themselves. I don't like the scales, but I get on them every morning. And every morning they say, one at a time, please. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> scales, get on them. Evaluate yourself. I think we should, the Bible tells us that we are responsible for our temples. That we are to discipline ourselves in every area of our life. Take care of your body. You only get one of them. Watch what you're putting in. Watch what's going on. Uh, set some personal goals for yourself mentally. Read some books. Learn something new in life. Take on something you haven't been taking on before. Challenge yourself. If you don't use your mind, it will go away from you. Use it every day. Think on some good things. Think about things that are of good report. Think about things that, that make you smile. Think about things that bring you joy. Think about things. Go out and become something you're not today. I've known of people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s going, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to the uh, college up here. I'm taking some classes to do this or that. Wonderful. Stretch yourself. Set some goals for yourself. Set goals for yourself spiritually. Grow closer to God. Be more mature. How are you going to be more mature? I'm going to be more mature in my reaction to people, my attitude, my words, everything I'm doing. I want to grow up. I want to be an adult. Some people are stressed out because they just don't want to be an adult. I don't want, I don't want responsibility. Well, guess what? You got it whether you want it or not because it's life. And then here's something that's very important to me. Be positive of life. Be positive. Don't be a negative person. I don't like being around negative people. I don't. They drain you. They, they just pull you down. You know, you get a brand new car, they, they, they go, I got a brand new car. Oh, do you like it? Well, you know, it doesn't get very good gas mileage. And uh, Well, then why did you buy it? Well, I don't really like the color. Well, then why did you buy it? They get a new house. You like your house? Well, I wished it was this or I wished it was that. Instead of going, hey, praise God, I got a new car. Praise God, I got a house. Praise God, I've got a woman who decided to spend the rest of her life with me. That's a miracle. Hallelujah, you know. Praise God, I've got kids. Praise God, I've got whatever I have. Every day, get up and be positive. Be thankful for everything God has given to you. He's given you breath. And if he gives you breath, he expects you to use it in a positive way. There's going to be a lot of people that are breathing today that are not going to be breathing tomorrow. And if you're one of them, be positive about life. People live around and they're, they're wasting their days. And the Bible says we're going to be held accountable for everything that we say and everything that we do and every day that we live. And the things that we don't do that are eternal is going to be consumed in the fire. And the things we do that have eternal value will be given to us as a treasure and as a reward of gold. And be positive. You know, if you're overweight, thank God you got that much food to eat. You know, whatever, you, whatever it is. Just be positive about it. 
Don't walk around just gloom and doom and everything's going wrong and nobody likes me and I'm this and I'm that and I'm not this and I, and I wish I had... Uh, no. Learn to be content. Be positive about life. Psalm 4.8 says this, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. I got a little stressed out last night. We have a 50-pound husky that never, ever moves once she goes to sleep. Now, she goes to sleep on the foot of our bed. We have a 3-pound chihuahua that is always nervous. But she was sound asleep, and all of a sudden, I was awakened in the middle of the night because our husky barked. Now, she doesn't bark. And when I awakened, she was not on the bed, she was by the back door. And once I realized she has barked and she's at the back door, I'm thinking somebody's coming in the house. Now I got to tell you, if that's you, you're going to be met with a gun and a man, not a pastor. Okay? So I jump up, I grab my pistol. I'm walking through the dark, looking and praying, Lord, please don't let anybody be in our house. About the time she barks again, I can't, I'm not there yet. I'm looking around the corners. I'm doing everything I can. I go in there. She wanted to go outside. Are you serious right now? She has a doggy door to go out. But she wanted me to get up and let her out. I almost, no I didn't. I love her. She's my sweetheart. But my heart was pounding. I was stressed out. It took me about an hour and a half to go back to sleep. Because then I heard all kinds of stuff. The house was creaking and popping. I thought I heard, I thought I heard something come through the doggy door. So I went in there and closed off the doggy door going outside. Because I thought, was that a man's hand reaching through the doggy door trying to get to the lock? It could be a raccoon. It, it could be a Tasmanian devil. I don't know. There's something in the house. I don't know. But you get stressed out. And then you can't lie down and sleep. But then if you start thinking of all the things of God, he'll bring peace to your heart. If you lay your head back down, put the gun back in the nightstand, close the drawer, go back to sleep. Because the peace of God transcends all understanding. And when we begin to stress, we've got to begin to understand how we get back to that place of contentment, how we get back to that place of laying it at his feet. There were times I stressed over my kids. There were times I stressed over my finances. I stressed over these things and that. And I realized I really have nothing to do with most of that. Because life is stress. And stress needs to stretch you. And if you don't allow that to happen, stress will crush you. It will destroy you. It will cause you to lose your family, lose your job, Lose your sanity, lose your salvation, lose all your friends, it'll destroy you. It'll eat you alive. But the only way you can get rid of stress is to get rid of life, because life is stress. Would you stand with me tonight? It's time to go from all stressed up and nowhere to go to all dressed up and somewhere to go. I think we need to Put on the full armor of God every morning. Get dressed for the day. Take off the stress of life. Tonight there are probably you and there's many people watching live stream. You need to get these stress relievers put into your life. How do I handle life? Life is coming at you fast every day. It comes at me fast. Every day I have to prepare for everything I don't know that's going to happen. Because my life changes instantly with a phone call. All of a sudden, I've got to run to the hospital. All of a sudden, somebody else is in crisis and chaos. Sometimes it's my family. Sometimes it's your family. Whatever it may be. 
And I've got to be ready to handle that stress as a pastor. You need to learn how to handle the stressors in your life. I have found this to be true. That whenever people come to me and they tell me they're stressors, in my mind sometimes I go, oh, that's nothing to stress about. That's nothing to stress about. But then if I tell other people what I'm stressing about, they'll look at me and go, that's nothing to stress about. Yeah. You see, we all have our things that we stress over. And all of them are different from somebody else. But we all need to learn how to handle those no matter how it affects us in our lives. Can we pray? Father, Lord, there's so many times in life that we have things that we think are hidden from everybody else. Sometimes we come to church and we can make our marriage look awesome in church. We can make our kids look awesome in church. We can make ourselves look awesome at church and we see people in the marketplace and we can make it happen for just a few moments, but when we get alone, when we get by ourselves, Lord, that's the times when we have all these stressors that come into our lives. And I pray tonight that, Lord, that everybody that's alive, if they are living, if they have life, they're going to have stress. And I pray, God, that we learn how to handle it according to your word. That we do not allow this stress to cause us to have sleepless nights. To have times where our mind just won't shut down. To have times to where it destroys us, it comes and crushes, and we are torn and not stretched. Times to where we don't know how to handle it, but we try to in ourselves and we can't. I pray that we let go of yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough stress of its own. That's what your word says. And I pray tonight, Father, that, Lord, if we sit here and try to judge other people and go, but at least I'm not as stressed as they are, that's wrong. Or maybe we look at others and go, but I wished I had what they had. That's wrong. I pray tonight, God, we'll learn to be content with whatever we have. I pray that we learn how to make room for some fun every day in our lives. To laugh. To laugh at something. To laugh at someone. To laugh at ourselves. And I pray, God, that you help give us that strength and that peace. So that life continues to change. God, help us to change with it. Help us not to be that withered up, dried up, soured up person who just refuses to change as this world does. In your holy name we pray all these things. Amen and amen. Don't miss Sunday. Invite. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.